Welcome back to Off the Dope and Not the Crazy House with Anthony Ray. You are now listening to Anthony Ray. And I've said this a million times. I probably said a million times in the future. But I mean it every time that I appreciate you for listening to those who are listening. Because being heard helps with your with your with your mind. It helps with your internal like your internal your feelings. It helps to maintain my sanity to be on here. It's therapy. And it also allows me a chance to write some of the wrongs that I've done during my, my drug years by against others or against myself by helping others and trying to do better for myself. So I, I appreciate you for being part of this, this moment in my timeline and in yours and for allowing me to I don't know try to help you cause you can't help nobody who don't want help from you so thank you for choosing this podcast now let's jump in what I want to talk about today has something to do with well less to do with, with addiction today and more to do with relationships now, why am I not talking about addictions today? And why am I talking about relationships? Well, I just want to. It's one of the reasons, which is the joy of being able to do your own thing, having or having your own platform, creating your own space, and letting which a place where you can release. And I'm hoping that each one of y'all have found a way to do that. I encourage you to if you haven't. It helps insanity. It really does. Also because in one of these other podcasts I did, these segments, I, I did it on relationships and there was a good response. People listened. So that means in my mind that, that y'all want to kind of hear about that kind of stuff, which is cool. Because I like talking about it. It's a big part of my life. Well, not a big part of my life. It's a, it's, it's been a big part of my life. And it's an important part of all of our lives because we we live in society and we're humans. So, well, we're beings. So we we we're we're interrelated. You know, we're correlated. Whatever you want to call it, we're intertwined. And so that's another reason. And another reason is because. I wanted to touch on a topic that a lot of people have touched on already. I'm late to the party. And that's the Chris Rock, Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith situation that occurred at the Oscars. Or whatever it is. One of those award shows. And I wanted to come at it from a different angle because... Believe it or not. Months ago... I was recording into my phone and I spoke about the Will Smith Jada situation and from a different side. Now you might not believe that, but it's true. I tend to record into my phone for a few reasons, but I record into my phone because I'm alone a lot. Ironically, we're talking about relationships, but I was speaking on this relationship as a loner. I'm alone a lot most of the time. I'm alone right now. 
and talking into my phone. This is normal to me. The reason why I do it is because it's a it's a form of it's a trick I do to maintain sanity. And I was talking about we have to learn how to main I said in one of these other podcasts that we gotta learn how to maintain our sanity. Do things that help us maintain our sanity. Well, how does t- help talking into my phone maintain my sanity? I believe it's better than talking to yourself, even though it kind of is. I use it like a mind, like a hack, a mind hack. And because when you're sitting there talking to yourself, for some reason, talking to yourself out loud, it has a certain effect, a certain, a certain stigma to it. Even though we all kind of do it to a certain extent. But the longer you are alone, I think the longer it becomes an issue. Because it can I think it can turn into something else. And so as a way to combat that, what I do is if I have an opinion on something and I have no one to talk to, or if I have something I want to speak on or express or get off my chest, I, I record it into my phone. As and, and once you record it into your phone, it becomes more of a journal. Then you just sitting there talking to yourself. For instance, right now, while I'm talking to this phone, I'm speaking to an imaginary audience, of course. But it gives it doesn't make me feel like I'm sitting here just rambling on to myself, even though in a way that's what I'm doing. It's just kind of the way you, you trick your perception. So that's why I did it. But what I said into that phone was that people should should leave Will Smith alone. This was months ago, y'all. No lie. I said people should leave Will Smith alone. And what, what prompted me to say that was I understand Will Smith in a way. I understand where 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 it comes from I understand You know The whole nine I saw it coming And a lot of people Are gonna blame This whole thing on Jada Now Jada Has a lot to do with it Jada has a lot to do with it Because that's His wife But that's not even What I really want To speak on You know She's not the she's not the only catalyst. We are too. The part that that bothered me the most about this whole situation is that nobody saw it coming. Everybody was shocked that he had an outburst. Nobody saw it coming. The the reason I saw it coming and I knew that people should leave him alone is because not everybody on earth understands the concept that a person can can be can can be nice because they they're trying not to be mean. It's a concept that seems to to bypass individuals on this earth that are otherwise pretty 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 sharp. You know, street savvy people, you know, people who have worldly knowledge tend to know people they can read people they tend to try to read people you know i know people 
that they'll sit all day and just stare at you. Now, these people that try to read people tend to be what I found out so far is that people that that are constantly seeking to figure you out tend not to be good people. They don't tend to have your best interests at heart. They're usually looking for weakness. Not strength. So they're, they're bypassing anything that could be actually a problem to them. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know how to explain that. And I don't know why they do that. Uh, I think it's because they're looking for a target, a mark. These certain kind of people I'm talking about. I know of people that do this. And it's always been interesting to me how the dynamic of the dynamics of, of our mindsets work when we're when, when the bully is trying to target someone or when people target a certain person, when groups of people target people. And in, in my mind, I've always wondered, I said, man, what makes some people approachable and others unapproachable? Is it the face? Is it the mood? Is it the demeanor? And part of me, I know that it has something to do with just the face. The countenance. The outside. Some people have a look of a hardened, storm-weathered, you know, weather-beaten faces. And you like, man, they've been through some shit. I'm going to leave them alone. Like, they look like they'll, they'll do something to you. And it's not even always the case. And there's somebody who you look at and you're like, oh, they're 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 harmless. They look like a they look like a little kid or something, you know. That's a that's that's not a threat. And or you look at someone, you go, oh, they soft. Just from their appearance. You just this is all appearance. This has nothing to do with too much more. Not not something deep. Or you look at somebody and you try to read them based on some type of external thing that you've noticed. So I've noticed, I've noticed that people that sit back and try to gather information on you tend to be people that are looking for a way to, to, to expose you or break you down. And I feel like Those people, ironically, couldn't see the fact that they can't see that they can't see the bite in certain people either. That's the that's the irony of it. Now, how do I feel qualified to talk about this, man? I've I've as a younger as a younger person, I've dealt with bullies a lot. As an older person, I've dealt with people trying to bully me. talking about straight up in my 30 something years old somebody's trying to bully because some people never change so they constantly they don't mature the bully is the, the actual bully himself is somewhat immature spiritually he doesn't he doesn't understand the effects he also doesn't understand that the way that life teaches lessons 
And the fact that we all change positions in life We switch around What once was is not What is What is May not have You know what is may not be Right These things Time things change So your position in life as a bully Is just a position in life at For a time The the rabbit can get the gun. I felt like everybody should have saw this coming. Now, did Chris Rock deserve it? No, but this is how it happens. This is always the way it happens. If you've ever seen the way that bullying occurs and in the way the dynamic works the, the the bully himself Of course They say Most people, experts say That the bully itself Is lashing out at people Who don't deserve it Because of something that happened to him But see when people look at Will Smith They're not seeing a bully He's not because he's that's not what he is But you, you, you understand that that's what it, 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 it starts to become In people's eyes Because what Will is Is fed up And he's not just fed up with Jada He can't go slap the world He can't go He can't target the world As the, 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 the way he as the, as the catalyst for how he feels The person he's tired of See, once again, in this world, we, we tend to pretend as if we don't affect each other's feelings. But this situation shows that not only does your partner affect the way you feel, but the outside world affects the way you feel. Now, we have to be in control of our actions. How those feelings are expressed. But you do not always have control of your feelings. That's a lie. They keep lying It's just like if you If we in class right And I'm a kid right And you pull my pants down And I'm standing in, in the middle of the class with my under, In my underwear And I'm pulling them up real quick You just embarrass me Right I don't want to feel embarrassed But I do at that point I can't change the fact that I feel embarrassed And I didn't make myself feel embarrassed so you feel that way because you want to feel that way No I feel that way because you just pulled my pants down In the middle of the class And embarrassed me You see what I'm saying And I was just using myself because It's better than that than to use you You know So I'll be the sacrificial lamb for that Fake scenario But um I think we just believe in real life that that somehow we can just control how we feel at all times. It's not even if we don't start realizing that we create bullies, we create shooters. You know, what's funny school shooters by that. I mean, some of those other guys that's just psychologically, you know, some of those just people who drive around doing stuff. Those people are psychologically in another place, but. 
when I'm speaking about the shooters in this on this podcast, I'm talking about the ones that have shot up school. Some of these guys who have been bullied. And what happens is people tend to, to think that the person that's being bullied is being bullied by one person. So people think that Will Smith is only being bullied by his wife. And really, she's, he's not being bullied by just his wife. He's being bullied by all of us. Not, 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 now, some of us aren't the ones who, who are into it, but for years now, the whole world has been saying Will is a bitch. Will is weak. Will is soft. He's a weak-willed man. His name is actually Will, which is crazy. And Will is a pushover. The whole world is saying this, his whole life. Will will even speak of himself that way. He spoke of himself in an interview one time and he's called himself the soft Philly. The, the, he, he, he says it in a certain way, but he said that he was the soft rapper from Philly. Now, why, now why do we think that Will is weak or soft? Was it the getting jiggy with it dance? <laughs> is that what started all this? Was it the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air show? The, the, the part he played on that show? Is it the persona that he, that he, that he puts out there? That we think is actually who he is at home. Is that why we think he's actually a weak person? Because what I want to tell Will Smith, if he ever heard this, was that Will, you're not weak. Your name itself is Will. It's so crazy. It's 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 like everything's for a reason. But will is not just a power within itself. It is, but I mean it is, but it's not a power till you go through some shit. Like will is what helps you get through things. It's almost, it's almost, will itself is useless if there's nothing to, 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 to get through. It's just there. It's just a ball of energy. Will has to go through things. It has to, to be a power. It needs to, to, to press forward. It needs to press, it needs to, it needs to act upon something. You see what I'm saying? So, so it's no surprise you, you've been through some things and nobody sees it. You know, one time my mama told me, she said, Anthony, you've been through a lot in life. She said, but most people don't even notice it. And it's true, because in life, like I said, I, 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 I connect with you, Will. Because people would think that someone is weak for just being who they are. They won't see everything you've come through, everything you've overcome, everything you had to fight, everything that was fighting you. As I said before, most people think that Jada is just bullying Will it's when it's more people. 
the person that's being bullied, it's usually thought that the the person being bullied is, I mean, is, is only dealing with the bully. But what I found out in life is that the person being bullied is actually being usually bullied by several people. And the reason why the other ones come, we call them lesser bullies. So they'll come behind. They kind of echo the bullying. They'll see he's being bullied and then they come in to get their bullying in too. I've witnessed this as in elementary. There was there was a couple kids out there that used to get bullied all the time. And I used to stand up for him because I noticed it. Now, the person that was mainly bullied them was a person that everybody thought of as a bully. But nobody noticed the secondary and tertiary and whatever airy type of people were coming up doing it on the side. So this person and that other person were actually dealing with groups of people fucking with them. And it started with the main guy. It's like how a bad nickname starts. So a nickname don't stick till everybody calls you that. Remember that? So one person starts calling you stinky man and everybody's like, oh, and then everybody starts calling you. The next person called. Now, when they everybody starts calling you stinky man, right? It's a thing now. But it took the crowd to make the bullying real. But only person that people talk about is the main bully when there's several. I know this to be the case. There are some people out there that believe in a thing called gang stalking, which I know to be true. It's a thing, whether you believe it or not. I know a lot of people believe that it's just a, uh, a mental disorder. Then why would everybody, everybody that, that, that like, why would they all have the same story? And, and I'm going to tell you something that's still throw it off too. This is how we discredit each other's pain. It's so easy. Somebody can come up to you and tell you that they're going through something, right? And the first thing in your mind is, like if somebody told you they were being gang stalked, the first thing most people would say was, but why would they do that to you? Like, what makes you important? Nah. Why would they do it to you, though? Which is slightly backhanded. It's basically saying... Why are you so important that anybody Now part of that would be true in certain circumstances It's not It's not. But everybody that comes up is not a lunatic Or, 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 or unimportant Just because you think they're not, not important And there's several reasons Why someone would be gang stalk Who wasn't considered important We gotta remember that in, in some of these testings That the government has done in life They pick people who are unassuming People who have nothing going on in life. People who no one will remember. See, the, the person that's usually getting picked on is someone who no one wants to fight for. No one would care if they're getting picked on. No one would, who would even notice. Who would even give a damn. They're not going to speak out because they're not the type to have a voice. They're not going to, they're not going to say nothing. See, the problem with the bully doing all that reading and looking into things is the fact that the bully looks past the fact that that person actually has teeth just like everybody else. You know, like when you in uh 
you at somebody else's house and they got a dog and you don't even know the dog's there and it pops out out of nowhere and you're like, whoa. And they're like, no, no, it's good, it's good. He doesn't bite. It could be a big ass St. Bernard. You're like, whoa. No, he doesn't, he doesn't bite, he doesn't bite. And you're thinking in your mind, but he got teeth. So he could bite if he wanted to. The bully don't even think this about the person they, that they're in front of. Even though they actually have the means to do everything that the, the bully can do. He got two arms, two legs. He's a living being. But nah, he's a safe target. He ain't going to never do nothing. Everyone has a breaking point. We have to remember that. Everyone has a breaking point. We, we, as worldly as the knowledge is of some of these people in life, and what I've noticed in life is that the people in life who have a lot of worldly knowledge sometimes can't see certain things too. They're wise in some ways and blind in others because the bully would have some type of some type of worldly insight to know who to pick on and who not to, right? He has an insight, intuition of some kind. They know, but they can't seem to get wrapped around in their mind that one day this person is going to snap. Or that even it's a possibility. So we as the world were like dumbfounded. How did this happen? Like why would Will do that? Because he tired of it. And the person who's going to get it is usually not the person who deserved it. That's the way it is historically y'all. In these situations. You got to understand that the bully, think of it like this. If you, as, as a fighter or something else, like you start to grow your confidence by going to an exhibition, fighting someone who you could beat up before your first fight, somebody they think you could beat up. They slowly build your confidence up till you end up fighting people who are much, much better. The bully kind of does this. So he picks on this guy. Now everybody thinks that the bully is so confident. He's confident because he's building his confidence by beating up on somebody who, who, who is less confident. So this is how it works. So now when that person that's being bullied decides they're gonna, they're tired of it and they're gonna build up their confidence. You think they're gonna go pick the the the, the biggest person they can find and build up their confidence? No, they're going to try to like build their confidence slowly like every, like like the bully did on them. They're going to go try to get a win real quick. I know it seems harsh to say it like this, but this is the way this the way it goes. And this is what we create when we overlook people's pain. Will is not a weak person. He went through do you, in order for him to be in the position he's in, he's not weak. Dave Chappelle once said it when he was at the, I forget what they call it, the artist studio or something, you know, where they go and be, they go to this uh, this school and they get interviewed by this guy. I think he got glasses and a ponytail or something like that. And he interviews Dave Chappelle and Dave Chappelle says, 
There ain't no weak people that sit in this seat. He was talking about Martin Lawrence. He's like, he's not weak. No weak people get to that point. Will Smith is not weak. Do y'all know what he had to do just to get there? Just to get there. Will Smith is still known. Will Smith is known by my son. My son is 18 years old. My son knows who Will Smith is. Right? But my son didn't know who Barry Sanders was. Right? My son wouldn't know some of the people I know who are famous. Like, people who I think were the best at whatever they did. My son wouldn't have never seen. I don't think my son had ever seen Mike Tyson fight a few years ago or something like that. You understand? But he knows Will Smith. Will Smith is still motivated, still major. He didn't he 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 didn't stop being relevant all these years. You understand? Good movies and bad movies didn't even matter. It didn't matter. He stayed a household name. We think he's weak. It takes it takes strength just to step out there and be seen. We should know that as uh, uh, those of us who have been addicted because some of us hid in life. Some of literally hid from life. Pulled ourselves into the shadows and remained there for years. Stayed under the radar. Didn't go to public places like that. If we did go to public places like that, they were dark places, hidden places, low key places. Those slot machine rooms and all that kind of stuff that's in the back of the back of the back. Alleys and, you know, parks and trailer park, all this kind of stuff. This is. So for someone to put themselves out there in the forefront is a big deal. It is bold. It takes strength. It takes character. It takes a deaf ear to dumb shit. But see, people walk up on Will and think that it's all good because he's, he's it's the it's it's the it's what he's put out there, which was it's funny too. You could put out high vibrations. A lot of people think that you 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 always people don't tell you the whole truth. They want to have this certain thought process. Look, if you put out high vibrations, right? This is what people say. Then you always receive high vibrations back. That's not. It's not always true, you know. If you have a true enemy, let's say the true enemy of a of a high viber is a low viber. Well, you just gave away your location. It's what you did. Sometimes I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Sometimes I don't know if when everything's going right, sometimes like I almost, and this can sound sound like a self-sabotager, but it's not quite what I mean by this. When nothing is attacking me, sometimes I feel like maybe I'm in the wrong. Like if no 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 evil is coming towards me, I'm like, dang, am I am I am I on the side of evil right now? Like, cause evil leaving me alone is like, if evil leaving me alone, like, am, am I am I in any way good? You know what I mean? Not, like I don't quote unquote good, you know. 
I know it's weird to say, but that's how I be feeling sometimes. You know, and I feel like people just get it twisted. So we'll put out a good energy and people have always attacked them. They've always said, like, this is low-key bullying, like the whole world. Not just Jada. Jada did it. Jada did it. They have a little thing they, they're doing. Like, if you watch the Red Table Talks, what you're seeing right there is actually like a chess match going on. Will is slowly trying to expose her to the world, forcing her hand. He's trying to force her to tell stuff that he should already know the answers to. But he's like, oh, well, we're in public, so... If we in public, then you going now I got you. You're at this table. You gotta speak how you feel. She's like, I right, bet. Fine, you got me. That's check. You know what I'm saying? On Will's behalf. But she's like, but if you want to hear at the table talk, then I gotta tell you the whole nine. Meaning, I can say the most painful things you've ever heard at this table at the same time. I'm gonna keep it all the way real. And she said some really hurtful things and check. He's like, ah, touche, touche. Good move. And they do this back and forth. He brings up something that, that happened in, in private. She says, she check. She brings up something that happened in private as well that hurts him more than her having to expose herself. Maybe one of the most painful things that a certain person can do to another person is to expose them as not good. So Will exposes and she reveals, which brings him pain. Sometimes people don't want to hear that kind of stuff, but sometimes people don't want to be seen as a certain thing. They're, they're, they're really going back and forth. I'm not saying that Will is the wronger of the two. But I'm saying I see the game that's being played because I played that 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 game like it's a game. They're stuck in a game between the two of them. That we don't understand. Most of us, if you've been in that relationship, you do understand because you're trying to get other people to realize who this person is instead of just leaving them. And they're constantly that she she's just outplaying him in their little game. She's hurting him more than he's hurting her. And in return, it seems like he's hurting himself. So a lot of people have said, well, Will deserves it. This is what people always say to the person that's in his relationship. He deserves it because he allows it on himself. It's partially true. But why do we get so much joy in saying that? Like it's not even, it's not the whole nine. You think he wants to just There's a dynamic of uh, There is an addictive nature to some of that You know And he, I think he wants to get up out of there He just has to realize that He likes that bad thing too much And I think he also Is dealing with Some of his confidence issues Having to do with the way he views Himself versus Tupac. Now, what I'm about to say is pretty controversial. But I'm going to be brave about this. <laughs> Will. Will once said, they asked him at the breakfast club, they said, hey, 
Will, did you ever feel some kind of way about, you know, the relationship Jada had with, with Tupac? He said, hell yeah. He said, you know, he, I was the soft rapper from Philly and he was he was Tupac. So he said he always he said there was kind of a little thing there, but, you know, it was always like. So a lot of people are making these things about she's still in love. Well, number one, according to to to, to Jada and other sources, Tupac never had sex with her. And trust me, if she would have had sex with Tupac and we getting into some like gossipy territory here and I'm sorry about this but I'm just I'm trying to make a point so hang with me shit um if she would have done that the chances that she would have said something by now are pretty high because we've noticed that she likes to hurt him why would she not say it if it was painful if she was if she knew it would be painful to him right so can we please take that off the table that's why I kind of brought that up because I want us to take that off the table. We just adding stuff to this to the mix that's actually just gossip and it ain't even real. It's not even situationally correct. So basically what Will felt was less than a person. What I want to say to Will is this. Will, I think that you and Tupac are actually more alike than you're not. Ooh. See, most people would tell you that Will and Tupac are extreme opposites. I I am a fan of Tupac. I am. So what I'm about to say is not a shot at Tupac. I hope nobody takes it as a shot at Tupac. Tupac is a is a is a legend. Always will be. Once again, my son knows who Tupac is. That's one of the things y'all got in common, Will. Even my son knows about Tupac, just like he's, he he knows about Will Smith. That age group still knows who he he is. Y'all both had that going for you. But what I want to say, Will, is that. We can go down the list of the things that y'all have in common. Because you think y'all are so different. Because y'all are from different places, in different areas. Tupac grew to be a different type. I, what I believe is that Tupac showed a different face than you did. He chose to show a different face. See, there's a, there's a famous interview that's done about Tupac. That was done by that was done with Tupac. And Tupac was a child. He was a kid, his teenager. And in that video, you will notice some things about Pac that are maybe disturbing to the Tupac fan. I think that's what makes the actual, it's not me bringing it up that's making this way. It's the, the I think the reason why the actual video that resurfaced was shocking to people was because of his mannerisms and behaviors in that video as a child where he was being interviewed by a lady that that make that set everybody off a little bit or or kind of throw you off a little bit because he doesn't seem like the Tupac we know today even though he's just a child but mind you Tupac died at a young age so 
his opportunity for growth was, was very small, but he still grew a lot. He changed a lot. He, 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 he almost became a night and day persona of himself. So Tupac actually alludes to it in that interview. And he says, he talks about how girls actually didn't want to talk to him. And they, they didn't talk to him because they said he was too nice. And you could tell that he actually was nice. See, I believe Tupac is one of them souls that was actually born of light, quote unquote. Meaning... He was naturally good at heart. Naturally a good person. Like, I don't believe that in my life that I was born of light. I don't think I was naturally good. I think I had underlying anger inside there, you know, stuff like that. You know. I think Tupac was actually a good, a good guy in his heart. Um, I think what he did was... As he alluded to in that interview, he says that, well, he decided that he wasn't going to be nice anymore. And maybe he shouldn't be nice anymore. And he should he should be another part because that's what the women tend to like. And when he said women, I think that this is my opinion that he didn't just mean women. I think it's if you're a nice person and in a place where people aren't nice and you don't feel as tough or as strong in an area where people are strong there's a high level of self-consciousness and fear that occurs there because you know you stick out let's say if your mindset is not even the same i know for a fact that your your there's there's a level of being surrounded it, it can it can feel like you're surrounded just because you don't think on the normal level that everyone else does You don't have the same general thought processes That the people around you have Your feelings are just like The way your outlook on life is just different Your general nature is different So you now you It's like It's like the story in the Bible The coat of, coat of many colors So you got this coat on This colorful big coat Nobody else does and it was a gift, you know. Somebody gave it to you. So you wearing it because it was given to you. You like it. You want to wear it. But wearing it draws attention to you. Because you're different. What do you do? Do you take the coat off out of fear? Do you let somebody take it from you? Do you dirty or, or do you dirty? Do you Do you put a little dirt on it? And, and wear it around because now it's now it's dirty. It's not as big of a of a. It doesn't show off as much. Do you turn it inside out to the to the inside that is, so it don't look as bright? Maybe it's plain on the inside. You understand? You understand what I'm trying to say? So this is the question. Tupac, I think, was that was 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 kind of had a coat of many colors of sorts. So he he had to decide. Am I going to shine in the darkness or I'm going to put a little dark? I'm going to pull the darkness out of myself and fit in a little better. And I think that what he did was he reached inside of himself and he found a darker part of himself to put on the outside. See, most of the time we all have a what they would call a false self. If you think I, I would often tell people to think of the shell of a thing. You know, 
If you think of an if you think of an apple, the skin is thin, right? And colorful. But it's only it's only hiding uh, an inside that is thick, right? And bland looking. You can think of a pineapple. The pineapples outside is all spiky and sharp and coarse, hard. Look almost dangerous. The inside is soft and moist and juicy. <laughs> the shell of a thing is usually the opposite of the, the thing on it. You know, so it, it does, you you can't always tell. So I think that what will. I think Will What's funny is I think that what you're actually um, Feeling self-conscious about Is Tupac's false self you're, you're, you're looking at the outside of Tupac And comparing yourself to his outside When I believe that Tupac wasn't someone Who you should have uh, Felt The opposite of It's somebody you actually could relate to Think about this Will Y'all both had your eye on Jada and Jada messed with both of y'all. Most people have taste, you know. So, I believe that there is some part of y'all that is the same. Tupac was an artist. You're an artist, Will. Tupac actually, I believe, had a, 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 a soft heart. I think you do too, Will. But Tupac had anger inside. So do you, Will. Tupac was an actor. Will, you're an actor. Y'all have some things in common, Will. The road to life y'all took, very similar. Both of y'all had issues with your father. Both of you hold your mother very dear in life. Both of y'all actually come from tough cities. I'm telling y'all, both of y'all were stars as a, at a young age. You know, sometimes they tell you you can't compare an apple and an orange when it's, it's just not even true. They both grow. They're both in the, in the sun. Right? They, they, they both got juice inside of them. You can cut them. They're both fruit. You know, we could just keep going down the line. So it's it's for people to believe that y'all are just night and day. I don't I don't believe it's true. And I think that part of what you're feeling, your inadequacy is is part blindness. Is is part you not being able to see you or 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 Tupac for who they really are. There was interviews now. People get mad at me about the Tupac thing. There's you can also look at the uh, Michael Jai White interview with DJ Vlad. He speaks about him and Tupac playing actual uh, games of history, I believe he was saying, or math games, one or the other. Games smart people would play with each other. He said he didn't, he didn't know Tupac was like that. You know, I don't necessarily... I'm not saying that Tupac was uh, a punk or nothing like that. He definitely wasn't. Tupac would fight. What I believe is that Tupac Tupac was a survivor So Tupac did what he had to do He became who he needed to become In order to adapt to the situation he was around I think he just made different choices than you will 
think he was also put in a different environment in a way than you. But you can be, uh, you can be very, you can relate very well to someone who was across the tracks from you. And I know that there's a million different uh, people out there who can attest to that fact. Friends right now who grew from different sides of the track, people who are in love right now from different sides of the track. So I think that in a way you feel inadequate for no reason. I think y'all were more alike than y'all, either one of y'all probably ever thought about. And sometimes it bees like that. But um, I just want you to know that. Like I just want to come at this from a different perspective. Because nobody tends to notice that the school shooter is becoming the school shooter. And we got to stop before it gets to that point. You don't want to be the person that creates the school shooter, that creates the next bully. By piling on bullshit. By being another bully. Because what happens with the, the, the school shooter sometimes is that... Once they come in and shoot, everybody's like, I don't know what happened. The bully don't even know why, right? Or, or or maybe the bully's the only one who knows why. But everybody that saw the bully doing it didn't know why. Right? The people that 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 chimed in with that person's messed up nickname and all that kind of stuff, y'all didn't know why. Nobody knew why. So what they'll do is lash out because what they're seeing is they don't see it as one person messing with them. They see it as the whole school. They don't know who to attack. That's one of the things that people that being gang stalks say. They don't know who, they don't know, like, who would you go, what would you do? You're going to start thinking it's everybody. So it starts to look real schizophrenic. Because you don't know who, who's doing what no more. That's kind of the point of it all, right? You don't want to end up being another face in the crowd. See, Chris Rock... If you really think about it on the level of what I've been saying in this show, Chris Rock is like the 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 he's like one of those people that echoed the bullying. So he said one more thing. He was not the initial bullier. Right? But he said something. After after all the shit we done been through. He said he had to say something. He he just he chimed into it. And in essence, Will turned on the school. You see what I'm saying? But I'm gonna leave it there. I'm just hoping that maybe I opened your eyes to a different side of the scenario. Um I apologize for any super duper gossipy type of thought processes that was in this. That's not my purpose. I also want to encourage each of you to please. I, I told you I was going to surprise y'all. I got I got I got something good for y'all. I finally finished my. I finally opened my online store. It's called nopon.com. N-O-P. A-U-N-E My company I named it No Pond The Independent Apparel Company 
Because the whole purpose of the clothing line, which is not just clothes, there's artwork and different things in there that you can go check out, is to encourage everyone not to be used in life no more, not to be a pawn in life. And my reason for creating it is because I once was that way. I don't think that I was ever literally a fool, even though we all played a fool. I played the fool, but I was not a fool. I was just foolish. Not being able to, as we spoke on on this podcast, look deeper into people and see the thing that's growing there or notice jealousy for jealousy, envy for envy. Uh, I Like people would tell me, man, that person jealousy. I'd be like, nah, nah, nah. I just didn't want to believe it. I didn't notice that people were setting traps for me and trying to trick me into think like I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that my my I had family that was that were playing mind games. I didn't notice that. Or that were jealous. I didn't notice that. I didn't know that that I, I had uh family setting me against other family members. I didn't know that I had friends that that wanted to take from me or steal from me. I didn't know I had Women that I love that were uh, actually my enemy. And so what this clothing line does, this apparel company, this this company does, is it, it, it tries to encourage you through artwork, through apparel, to remember that you are not a pawn in life. And not to be a pawn in life, to grow in wisdom. The only thing that can combat being a pawn in life is 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 growth and wisdom. Wisdom itself being the main benefit. Like without wisdom, you cannot achieve. You can't achieve the status of being no pawn. You can't. It's not. It's not possible. You have to live and you have to learn. And the worst part about that is you got to learn, like you got to go through it sometimes. But this, you also can learn from other people's pain. So please check out my my line, nopawn.com, com, N-O-P-A-U-N-E, N-O-P-A-U-N-E.com. And hopefully in the future, I'll be able to do some other things with it. But please, uh... Forgive me for uh, some of the site problems and stuff. Like, I'm still working on it. I had to do it on my own. So, it's still under construction. So, if it's a bit slow, please be patient with it. Um, It's going to get better. I'm working on it right now. Working towards speeding that process up. But I told you I would and I would. And I'm so proud right now to say that I actually completed that task. It feels so good to complete something. It feels good And what the funnest part about this too Is I think that it's not even complete yet So I, I still have an opportunity to, to do stuff with it And as well Under each When you go and you, and, you, and you click on one of these items Please read what's underneath Because each thing that's up there For the most part has a meaning There's a reason why I, I created the artwork for it there's a, cre- there's a reason why I designed it that way Because I'm trying to Say something and I, I, I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. So, as always, stay physically fit. Try to do what's right. Do something good for someone else. 
And I wish you all peace and paper. Goodbye.